Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to another episode of No Funk is Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that for the, I don't know how many years, how many years in a row, has made its New Year's resolution to not funk, to Strictly Munk. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? Uh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to, no, um, no, it was great. Sorry, I needed to do your thing before... Um, of course. Because I was thrown off by the ho-ho-hos. Yes. Uh, but I'm great. Ha- Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all of our listeners and everyone that Absolutely. Um, is involved in Monk. Absolutely. Happy New Year to everyone, uh, you know, um, except for people, you know, uh, some cultures don't celebrate New Year on the same day, so not Happy New Year to you. Um, actually, I don't know if that's fair. Right. But uh, we're not here to talk about the New Year. We're here to talk about a holiday that already passed because we're really bad at planning. And uh, also, we really couldn't plan. It would be, be kind of hard to plan for these episodes um but obviously right it's not well how many episodes how, how many episodes uh happen in between the halloween and the christmas one um like two three yeah exactly it'll be impossible um i also there's also times you know we have to miss miss an episode i'm not gonna we don't have to explain ourselves but we're doing christmas now um and how did it feel to go revisit the christmas spirit uh after a week and a half um, you know, it was, it was a nice, uh, you know, a little flashback, f- uh, no, wait, is there like a TBT for Mondays? Um, well, it was a nice, th- it was a nice throwback to the first week that we had off, uh, of work and stuff. So that was nice because today was our first day back at the office and, uh, and it was tough, but you know, we, we soldier on and we watch Monk. That's what Absolutely. We I appreciate you saying that. That's how I feel. Um, yes, it was nice to go back, uh. You know, still, I'm not, still not completely out of the Christmas spirit. Like, I'm still at my parents' house, and they still have the Christmas tree up. And so, like, it's still, you know, and I just actually, before I watched the episode, I, uh, in my Christmas stocking, my mother gave me two pieces of peppermint bark, and so I ate those to get into the Christmas spirit. Um, I don't know if it helped, but you they know, were good. I'm actually such a bad Mexican because I took down my Christmas tree. Um, Is that a Mexican thing? Because I, I feel like white people are the ones who keep up the Christmas trees up a lot, really long time. Well, they do, but out of sheer laziness. Um, no, like for Mexican people, they usually keep their their trees up until January sixth, because that is when the three wise men would have showed up to give oh, Jesus his gifts. Damn, I didn't. It's called Dia de los Magos. I didn't realize that Mexicans were uh, better at you know being accurate to the Bible than white people. Just kidding, I could have told you that. I would have guessed that. Um, but yes. yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So no, my parents just keep up the Christmas tree because my mother loves Christmas. Um, which is not a unique thing. Most people love Christmas. But you know who doesn't love Christmas? The guy who died on a Christmas party this episode. We're talking Mr. Monk and the Secret Santa. What's your opinion on Secret Santas generally? Uh, you know, I love Secret Santas. Um, I, it's shaky most of the time if you like work in like a weird office and you're not friends with everybody. But like my current office now, it's they're all very... We can like give each other like dildos if you wanted to and nobody would like bat an eye. Um, and then usually like Secret Santa's are usually with your friends and that's yeah. always fun too. So I've only had overwhelmingly positive experiences. Yeah. I think that that's true. I think it's, it's a nice way to get the pressure off of having to get gifts from multiple people. And it's like, okay, you can focus on what, you know, Tim likes. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully you know what Maybe tennis. he likes tennis. Maybe he likes tennis. Uh, this is, I'm just going to get the other way. We recorded yeah, the first yeah, like yeah, three minutes of this episode before, and, uh, there was an issue with the recording. And, uh, so I set, made up a guy named Josh who liked tennis, and then I couldn't think of a cheap thing that you get someone as a tennis gift. 
Um, it was uh, real. Some tennis balls? Tennis, that's true. I guess but tennis balls feel too cheap. Like a tennis racket's too expensive, but a tennis balls. If you, just have if a you tennis get them ball, like 50. Oh, like right, 50. that's true. Or if you get them like tennis balls that are like customized. Yeah, you could do it. You could do something. But we're or not like a Roger about. Federer, like, uh, like a Roger Federer dry fit polo uh, or something. Yeah, honestly, those dry fits are really cut and heady. I mean, they really keep you dry. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually only own one dry fit shirt, and I can't wear it for reasons I will explain to you off the pod. Anyway, uh, okay. so we start off in this episode. I can't wait to hear that. I, it's honestly great. Uh, um, if I ever make, if we ever make a Patreon, that's a, that's a Patreon exclusive. Um, so we start <laughs> off uh, with one of my favorite things, and this is one of the cheesiest tricks in filmmaking book. In the filmmaking book, and I know there are definitely people who hate it because it's so overdone. But we start off with something really sinister happening, set to really uh, happy music, um, which is just great. Love it. Right. It was just like mostly it just reminded me of I don't know why, but it just reminds me of Home Alone. I think it's just like a I don't know. That's like my it's probably a sense memory with the Christmas. song, honestly, because yeah, I it's didn't watch song. Home Alone it's a ton growing up, so I wasn't. Um, I, I don't have the same sense memory with that. But what's happening in the scene is that we see uh, someone go into a basement and they take a bottle of wine, take some chemical, inject it into the wine, and then... Into the, through the cork. Through the cork, exactly. Uh, they put a cork in it. Um, the whole Sammy Sosa. Nice. Um, they, mm-hmm. they, so they then type up a um, letter that says to... Captain Stottlemyre, and they wrap it up and put it on there. Um, I just want to say, for a murder attempt, great presentation. I mean, big fan. Right, and it's like ends up being like actually kind of clever when you find out yes. like everything that's involved in mm. this. But yeah, at, at first glance, I'm just like, all right, man. Like, uh, how are we gonna get around this? Like, yeah. how is Stottlemyre not gonna drink this bottle? Yeah. Of- now, I do also wonder, like, they should have just been like, who the hell still owns a typewriter? And then knock, 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 they show up at Tom Hanks' house. Um, well, my whole thing, it's like, how convenient that this, like, this, wait, okay, did she do it at, okay, no. Yeah, she did it in her own basement, yeah, she did it in her basement. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay, okay. No, say, what were you going to oh, say? right, right, right. You're going to say, no, how no, convenient no. she has a typewriter is what you're going to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. I, I don't want to cast aspersions, but like think about her whole vibe. She owns a typewriter. <laughs> that just doesn't surprise me. She's uh Aspersions have been cast. Yes. Um can you do anything with aspersions other than cast them? Uh write into the show and let us know. Um only if you know for sure though, don't speculate. Um and uh so we then see that the bottle gets put on the front desk at the police department, and there's a nice scene where you see it getting transported. Like, from the cart and weaving through the police station. Um, very good, fellas. It felt very cinematic. Honestly, what it actually reminded me more of is the opening to Zodiac, which is a movie we referenced too much on this Ooh, podcast. Ooh, yes, the yes. Paper. Yeah. But whatever, yes. you know. Um, if there was a monk drinking game, a monk, strictly monk and drinking game, uh, please finish the drink you're on. Um, we're doing that for St. Patrick's Day. Okay, fine. That's honestly Pencil, pencil it in. Pencil, we're penciling it in. Um, so, they then... Uh, put the bottle on uh, Corporal Alice Westergreen's desk because Stoudemire is not in. Um, and right. uh, then we go to the theme song, which I think as a cold open, this is pretty good. I like how it's, it sets it up. It's very intriguing. Um, I think it's done. It's pretty. It's more cinematic than a lot of Monk. Um, so I think that it, the episode kind of really doesn't deliver on the promise of this cold open, in my opinion. 
No, I mean that's that's completely accurate. I was like very stoked because um, <clears throat> like you know it's this is weird like a weird take, but like I'm not like the biggest fan of Christmas. Uh, like it's cool and mm-hmm. stuff, but like as you get older and like for whatever reason, my family has just gone more and more distant. Mm-hmm. So like everyone's spread out, so it's not the same Christmas that yeah. it used to be. Um, and specifically, Christmas music drives me insane. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but in a weird way, I was actually looking forward to this episode because I just like themed episodes, period, mm-hmm. like yeah. for the most part. Yeah. They're pretty good. Themed episodes, holiday episodes, the TV shows are great. It's one of the things I really hate about, uh, among a lot of other things, of how every TV show is now like 13 episodes because like they don't get all the themed episodes. Like, yeah, I'll, right. I'll take like six or seven okay episodes, but I want an episode for Halloween. I want an episode for Thanksgiving. I want an episode for Christmas, baby. Just give me the themes. Okay, I have a question. I have a question. Yes. Which is your favorite of the themed holidays on for tv shows for tv shows halloween yeah halloween and yeah. which one i are you probably gonna say brooklyn 99 or something no my favorite halloween episode of any tv show is community season two it's actually not even close oh, of course the zombie oh. there's literally a zombie apocalypse in this show it's great um i was gonna say the only acceptable answers are the simpsons and like brooklyn 99 i didn't grow up on the simpsons and obviously yes the halloween episodes are great for brooklyn 99 but in terms of actual theme like when they get like an actual like non-comedy director to come in and like that episode just like straight up looks like a horror movie it's just it's great stuff i mean also you know what okay. show has the best holiday themed episodes actually i think about it in terms of not even, no not even just like holidays but in terms of like the way that they do the uh like direction is sykes themed episodes are unbelievable but anyway i'm just saying i'm I'm just saying like they because i was thinking of like they have an episode that's that was come out came out on a friday the 13th that is one is unbelievable anyway um so we then cut to after the theme song uh they're setting up the christmas party and we learn that monk is going to be there because the sign the sign isn't straight um which that's a little good a bit of writing uh Mm -hmm. but who is not going to be there uh if monk isn't I mean, if Monk literally, is literally, yeah, literally. Oh, if Monk is there, no, Monk, there? no, not if Monk, but Monk is there. Who is not going to be there? I'm trying to set up the next thing we learn. Oh, ah, okay, gotcha. Uh, you literally, your girl Karen Stoudemire. Yes, and seeing as it doesn't really go into the plot, I think it's just because they couldn't get Glenn Headley, which is fine. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, but apparently this party goes late. Last year. He and Karen, Stoudemire and Karen left at 2.30, and uh, this one guy was uh, singing something in Spanish. I don't remember exactly what the line was. but Yeah, I don't remember what song it was at all. Yeah, but uh, he speaks, and he says he doesn't speak Spanish. Um, and you know what? The, I, well, I think one of the more, one of the items that you don't think about that often, but you know is almost a virtual certitude, is you probably know that cop, like, events, I'm, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you can feel whatever way you want about cops, but you know that shit's going to be fun. Oh my god! Or at least, yeah. or at least oh, super yeah. drunk. Because there is so much repressed and unaddressed alcoholism in those rooms, man. And like, yeah. the, up, and the thing is, if it's not your alcoholism and it's not the alcoholism of someone you need to spend a lot of time with, <laughs> it's, it's not exactly. Even, um, but anyway, uh, then uh, Alice gives Stamire the port, um, and uh, it apparently came from Eastwood Auto Supply, um, right. And he says it considers it a bribe because I guess it's the auto parts place down the street. And yeah, it's like a yeah. supplier strictly for like the SFPD. Well, not strictly. Like it's it's bigger, in the same way like that like the yeah, brands. the same way that like Pepsi is the official uh, soda supplier of the MLB or whatever. They're the official. Or that, or that Sizzler's the official buffet slash family restaurant of the LAPD. Is that actually true? 
Um, I if I okay, I noticed more than one sizzler that I walk into, they'd have like plaques on there for cops, and they'd be like, "You eat like fifty percent off every time you come in." Uh, that so. sounds about. I've never actually been to a sizzler, but uh, that sounds about right. Don't. I wasn't planning on it. I did, you know. I, I I actually haven't had ample opportunity because most of my no life, disrespect to sizzler no. employees. Oh, uh, the thing too is that I also have no standards with what I put in my body, but I uh, I just the, the big thing is that. My entire adult life where I've really been able to make decisions of where I eat on a daily basis has been in New York, and there are no sizzlers in New York. Not that I would have gone anyway, but anyway. So Randy is in Stoudemire's office, and he's jamming. You know, he's just he's hitting some licks. Um, and he wants to jam with Stoudemire. Yeah, um, he, he's, he wants to jam with Stoudemire, and he mentions that he used to jam back in the day. Do you remember the name of his right? band? Yeah, how could you forget? It's uh, my favorite name. I'm gonna like seriously. Um, I'm gonna sign up for Reddit, and I'm, I hope Randy Dish, the Randy Disher project, isn't. Taken. I'll tell you this: because of stuff that happens in other episodes, it probably is. Because the Randy Disher project wow. has a major, major, major part in another episode. Woo! <laughs> okay, I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. The, it's honestly, I love the Randy. I, I actually forgot that they reference it here first because it's such a big deal in another episode. <laughs> Uh, Were you a fan of Scrubs? No, I never really got it. I also didn't, and now I can't stand Zach Braff. So I now you now yeah exactly. It's too late now. Like yeah. if you weren't in on it before, like, I, I enjoyed it when I saw it on like cable, but it kind of it never really got me um, too much. The uh, yeah anyway, um, but Stalmer says he's more of a folky kind of guy. Uh, which is honestly understandable. If you saw Leland Stalmer and learned that he knew how to play guitar, you'd be like, he definitely just learned how to play and jam some Bob Dylan back in the day, you know? But if you saw him in uh, Science of the Lambs, you would assume he's only into Q Lazarus. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Great stuff. Oh, man. So anyway. Literally literally watched that scene like three days ago on Vimeo because it's not on YouTube. Of course it's on YouTube. Um, also, Q Lazarus. I, I, he doesn't even show his dick. I know, but it's. I think it's It's still, you know, iffy. But the thing is, I, I don't know how I'd ever do this, but my dream podcast project would be a game show just called Great Poll. I don't know how it would be done, but the game would be that you have to come up, poll the most obscure pop culture thing for a given category, and you get points based on it. If anyone has an idea of how that would work, uh, please let me know. Anyway. So how many points would Q Lazarus Q Lazarus, uh, out of 10. By knowing the name. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, because I actually don't know. I know the song's called Goodbye Horses. Um, I would say out of 10, probably, given, keep in mind the show's about obscure pop culture references, probably like a 7. That, and okay. keep, keep in mind that the whole show is about that. Uh, in terms of like an average person, that. that's a 10, obviously. Like, let's not be stupid. But, yeah. um, you know, we're both we're both like experts in this category. Um, anyway. Right. Uh, we need to up the line. Night. Yeah, I know, man. I can't wait to get back to bars through trivia nights. Um, he opens up the wine. It's port. He hates port. Um, uh, I've never Did had he port. Ha- oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant he opened up the bar. I was going to say. No, wait, sorry. Yeah, sorry. He opens up the, the plastic. He hates port. I've never had port. What's your opinion on port? I don't think I've ever had port either. I think that's just a Portuguese wine. Is that right? Uh, I, it, might, it might be, but I know it's a very sweet wine. Um, uh, oh, I'd probably out then. No thanks. Let me uh let me quickly see. Give me a moment. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. Port is a fortified wine in Portugal. It's a sweet red wine, usually used as a dessert. Wine. Yeah, I knew it was also dessert. Um, my mom is very big into Portuguese wines, but the white wine, she's a very vino verde person. Which, if you know what vino verde is, definitely tracks with suburban mother. Anyway, um, so he's like, I hate port, and Randy's like, I like port. But he then Stamar's like, no, I'm taking it home for Karen. Which you kind of feel bad for Randy because Randy really wants the port. But you know, 
he wants to bring home for Kevin. I mean, it, it's yeah, it's his gift. It's an mm-hmm. easy thing to give to your wife, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- and judging from a couple of episodes down the line, it's uh, not looking too good. For no, it, it, some might say that uh, Mr. Monk might be having a run up with the captain's marriage at some point. Uh, and so, and something also tells me that this might portend to future. Because you said that, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, one of my uh, a tweet that I came up with once and I think about all the time, which is what idiot called it a sommelier and not a port authority. Anyway, um, so, wow. so, 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 we see Monk and Julie are putting garland and decorations on the tree and Monk doesn't put up a ton. Uh, and she asks a question, which many of my friends and growing up in Florida asked, is snow beautiful? When was the first time you uh, saw snow? Um, probably at a bar, uh, like after like, like at one thirty a.m. I didn't ask what time. I said like, how old? Because I knew you're from L.A. I was making a cocaine joke. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I'm just kidding. No, sorry. Honestly, because having got to NYU, when I think of cocaine, <laughs> it's like in like you know, uh, I in an Upper East Side apartment at a party in like the back room. That's what that's my okay. reference for cocaine. But anyway. In L- in LA, it's like at a bar, like uh, former happy endings on Sunset. Mm. Anyways, um, what I think of, I love snow. My first time I had, I went to, I mean, I was like a child, and then the first time I remember, it was like we used to go to like Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. and we used to snowboard and stuff mm-hmm. because I used to skate, so it was really easy to snowboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like when I was like sixteen, seventeen, and nice. I fucking love it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, there definitely were a lot of kids I knew in Florida who never saw snow. Um, but yes, Monk says it's very beautiful. I pine, I pine, I pine for snow. That's why uh, I always regret having gone. It's funny. Never I don't, I don't really like snow at all. Uh, it's be- it's nice to look at. Um, and it sucks to, uh, thing is, the thing about Do New York it? is it sucks because you have to walk through it at all times. And it's just, and also because if it snows and it's not going to be like in the fifties for another like month, that means there's going to be snow around for a whole month. And it just then it gets dirty and disgusting, and then like every there's puddles that are frozen and full of gunk all over. It's just it's not great. I'll say the, I'll say the, the last thing about this. Uh-huh. The thing I hate the most about the snow is like in New York specifically, it's like you wear like a bunch of shit when you go mm-hmm. out at night or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you show up to a bar and it's hot as fuck because everyone's of running course. the heaters. Yes. So you're like constantly yes. drawing yeah. the temperature. That's why. Yeah, that's why the, the thing I hate the most about the cold in general, and why I you know live in New York because Florida doesn't have anything I want to do in my life and would like to move to LA at some point soon is because I hate the fact that if I want to go anywhere, I have to be like, all right, I need to start getting ready. Got to put on this, got to put on that, got to put on this. And then I'm just going to take it off immediately. I hate it. You know what I put on when I go anywhere in Florida? My shorts, my shoes, and that's it. Anyway. Yeah. So Monk says snow is very beautiful, even though every, none of the snowflakes are the same, which is a nice, a sweet sentiment. Um, yeah. And they gotta go. And they introduce a thing, a gift that Monk has, and it's from a very special someone. Yeah, it's from uh, Trudy, right? Mm-hmm. But he's, but he's never he's opened never it. Opened it. What do you think it is? Do we ever find out? I can't say one way or the other. Oh come on! Just tell me if we find out what it is. Yes, we do at some point. Find okay, out. Okay, fine. Then don't answer what I'm you not, think it I'm is. Yeah, I'm not. That's why I can't answer what I think it is. Um, okay. I mean, if you asked me what I thought it was before I, I learned, I'd probably say like a watch or something um, based on the size. Um, but anyway, uh, we learned that Monk got Stottlemyre in The Secret Santa. And then Julie wishes for snow, which is nice. Um, and then we have a little party. It's, you know, a nice uh, 
big party. There's a conga Hold line. Hold on a second. Yeah. I think it's kind of fucked up that they leave Julie at home. It is, but she's like 12, though. So it's like, you know, it's not that bad. I was left alone when I was 12. I mean, you couldn't, she could have spent the night at her friend's house? Or I suppose. I mean, that's true. Um, it also might be a weeknight, though. Okay. Fine. And, uh, you know, sure. it's whatever. Uh, I think you're not you're not wrong, but it did bother me at the time. Uh, there's a conga line, um, and then there's a great bit mm-hmm. where Randy says that his sweater was knit by his aunt, and then uh, I love that Natalie just wordlessly brings over the other guy who has the same sweater. Yeah, she at first I'm just like, whoa, they got some nice chemistry going on, and then all of a sudden we just realize she's just there to sun him. Mm-hmm. That's honestly that's a great way to put it. Randy is consistently getting sunned, and he seems yeah. he honestly seems like he doesn't he doesn't mind. Um, well, he minds, but it doesn't, like, accumulate. Listen, we all know that Rand, uh, the Randy Disher project um, <clears throat> pulls in chicks, so he's fine. Oh, 100%. Okay. They, they got groupies on groupies. They got Wallet models. Groups of groupies. Um, so Monk is then uh, organizing the table with the cookies and stuff, and he's talking to Alice, and uh, I, just, I think this just seems very funny, where he's like, you know, it's, uh, uh, it must be hard, you know, because you don't have anyone. <laughs> I mean, that's the worst, like, one of the worst things you could tell someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just because he's so comfortable with being alone or whatever, like, bro, stop cast, stop saying these kinds of things. And then he's, like, at our age, which that's just rude. Like, that's, like, he's, like, 25 years older than her, but it is still funny. Right? Okay, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then we cut to some just great stuff. Leland Stommer singing uh, Silent Night. Um, actually, yeah, is it Silent Night or is it Holy, Holy Night? Uh, I don't know. I think it's a holy night. Yeah, it doesn't actually matter. Um, and then Randy harmonizes. And I swear for the first, like, ten seconds of Randy harmonizing, it sounds good. And then he goes over the top. He gets to Randy Disher Project. Yeah, no, I was I was actually digging it. That's exactly what I put. I'm like, starts off well and then just went too far. It's, too, a, too close it's to the, the thing I always tell people whenever there's, like, a actor in a movie where they sing. And people are like, oh, my God. It's, the thing you have to keep in mind is almost every single actor you've ever seen started off in high school musicals. There's, it's almost impossible to find an actor that can't sing a little bit, you know? Um, it's just like every, you know what I mean? I only, know, I only know like two people, Zac Efron and Corbin Blue. Wait, who were in High School Musicals? Yes. I, honestly, the fact that you're forgetting Vanessa Hudgens is kind of disrespectful. I'm, ta- I'm talking about guys right now. Oh, okay. And uh, what about, oh, so you got What's-Her-Face? Um, how am I forgetting? Ashley, Ashley Tisdale, exactly. Um, yes, I think that that's it. Those are the big four, right? I actually never saw those movies. Um, I didn't either. Yeah, I'm too old for that. Uh, I'm I'm actually the perfect age for it, if not too young. But uh, did not see him. Anyway, it's time for Secret Santa. Uh, you know, we learned that uh, Alice organized it. She set it up. Um, uh-huh. Uh And Bunk got Stadmeyer a gift, which I would not have taken as an insult, but maybe that's because I'm an idiot. What did he get him? Um, he got him a. Uh... Shit, hold on. Oh, wait. In, in, oh, he got him a, a dustpan? No, Monk got Stoudemire. Oh! Yeah, yeah, he got him an air purifier. Yes. Yes. And Stoudemire... That's a great gift. Yeah, Stoudemire takes the mean, you say my house smells? Which, like, for me, when I think of someone having an air purifier, I really don't think about its smell. I think it having, like, like dust and pathogens and stuff like that. Allergies like, I, or something. Yeah, I, I don't think of it as making it smell better. Obviously, it does a little bit, but, like, an air freshener is the type of thing I would get if someone's house smelled, you know? Um... I don't know, air purifier is a great gift. I that's just or like some candles or something. Yeah, like uh, Stalmer is just kind of being a hater a little bit. He's but you know he's not being a hater. He's being insecure, which fine. But you're gonna be thanking him when your allergies are much better and you don't have like you know you're not seasoned because of the dust. 
Um, right. Yeah. Or the snow. And he does say, I love the great line in the summer. He says, do you know what eBay is? And Monk says, no. And he says, great. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to the dustpan. Who gives Monk the dustpan? Uh, your girl, Alice. She got him the dusty. The dust, which is a great looking dustpan. Um, a little small. I don't know no, how big they usually I think, go. No, I will. It's... If that's a dustpan, like a small one, but obviously there's, like, it's small because that's what that one's for. That one's for, like, you know, getting down dirty. Obviously, you can get a bigger one with a broom, but it's not like this is it's supposed to do the same jobs. Like, this is for very specific messes. Um, anyway. Okay. Uh, Monk loves it. He says, this I love, which I think is hilarious. Um, yes. But it is also worth noting that the card is bent a little bit in the envelope. Yes. Outlet. Correct. A funny card. It is a funny card. How does he know that it's a funny card? Uh, because of all the exclamation marks? Mm-hmm. Points? Yes. Points? Uh, either works, I think. Um, I usually okay. say point, but, you know, teach their own. Um, yeah. And then, wouldn't you know it, our friend Leland Stottlemyre, he can't find Terry's present. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he's, he's stressing out, and, you know, Alice comes in and tries to help him out. And, uh, he, you know, he can't find it, so they decide, uh, or she, she kind of recommends that he just re-gift the bottle of port that he'll never drink to, mm-hmm. uh, to your good friend Terry, uh, whatever his last name, Mulholland or whatever. Yeah, Terry Mulholland, um, the former pitcher. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember his last name, doesn't actually matter. Um, I was gonna say Terry Savalas, but his name is actually Telly Savalas. Ah, uh, right, right, right. I did Terry Mulholland, now that's a pull. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so he gives him the port, and wouldn't you know it, Terry loves port. Which, yeah, that is, in hindsight, is a clue, but obviously we're not thinking about that at the time. Uh, and then we get another montage of the party, where Randy dirty Max someone, and then Terry, he's he's feeling loose. Wait, hold on, I was writing something down, what do you mean he was dirty Max somebody? Uh, the guy with the same sweatshirt as him is, is like dancing close with the lady, and Randy literally cuts in and like, pushes the guy back. <laughs> and she's into it? No. No. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind then. Cancelled again. Yeah. Um, yes. So then Terry. We, we should have a tally. We should have a tally. Yeah, Randy it's gets cancelled. No, it's it is. too late. Now. I think he's gone cancelled four or five times at this point. Um, much like you, though. Way more. Ra- Way more. Yeah. Ra- much like you, Terry needs to get his booze on. Um, by the way, what are you. Uh, what, what, what have we gotten? What have we got there? It's um, it's something called Ashland Seltzer. I only know this because Cody Bellinger was like uh, shilling for them, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a blackberry lemonade, five uh, percent. Oh, I gotta try that. Uh, my uh, my older brother's girlfriend. It's all right. Uh, she visited for New Year's and she brought Funky Buddha Seltzer, which is very very good. Um, anyway, never heard of that. It's very. Okay. It's honestly the, their blood orange flavor is probably the best flavored seltzer I've had. Anyway, I'm um, writing it down. Yeah, uh, if there's anything that you can trust my opinion on, it is hard seltzers. I know you know that. What's it called? Grumpy what? Funky Grumpy Buddha. What? Funky Buddha, okay. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway, so Terry starts boozing, and immediately, when you're boozing, you're losing. Um, and uh, he he dies. He loses, all right. Yeah. <laughs> he loses his life. Wow, I you know, that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some some great dying acting from the guy who plays Terry. Um, really yeah. going for it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have nothing else to say about this. Uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, like, it's, we barely know the guy. So what yeah. we find out is that it's believed to have been uh, some sort of strychnine. Strychnine? Strychnine. Did you say that? 
Strychnine, uh, some sort of easily uh, yeah. It's like honestly, it's poison. one of like the five poisons I've heard of. It's like that and ricin. Um, and, oh, uh, I've heard of ricin. Well, yeah, but everyone's uh, heard of ricin. Everyone's heard of ricin because of Breaking Bad. <gasps> Mr. White, did you give no, him the ricin? No. Okay, sorry. I just no. want to do my Jesse. Not for me. No, 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 not for me. I, that's not where I found out about ricin. Okay. Um, but anyways. Most surprising fact here is that this guy, Terry, was 38 years old, which is, he's got to be the oldest 38 I've seen yeah, in my life. that's a big problem with TV shows like this. Like, I, and you know me. I'm fucking I've, 33. I've said this about so many times. Just cast people who are, like, within five years of the age they're playing. Like, please. It's just, it's not hard. Or rewrite it, because he doesn't actually have to be 38. He can easily be 45 or 46. Anyway. Um, Correct. Stop my remarks. This was meant for me. And Randy says something which is really offensive. He says, by the grace of God, it wasn't or whatever. And it's like, dude, you're a motherfucker you know just died. Like, you know yeah. him. He has kids. It's like, yeah, he wasn't some random guy. Like, he literally worked with them. Like, come on. Yeah, by the grace of God. Yeah, God was like, yeah, fuck Terry. <laughs> Let's get him out of here. <laughs> I often feel that God says fuck yeah. Any guy named Terry. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why there's not as many Terry's as there used to be. Um... And so, yes, I mentioned that he has two girls because he just got back together with his wife. Also important. Um, his wife did not, of course. That was, This was before the tw- Taylor Swift song. So they were ever, ever, ever getting back together. So. Right. The bottle was apparently sitting on the front desk. Um, and now apparently Alice feels bad. She's inserting herself into the case and, and saying, oh, I feel so bad. It was my idea to do the secret Santa. Um, obviously, it's not her fault for that reason. Um, but, yeah. Right, but immediately you're just like, all right, she's involved. Your ears perk up, and you're like, and you're trying to wonder, like, was Rachel Harris, like, not, was she, like, relevant enough where they would cast her just as a random person? You know, um, anyway. They immediately write off the actual auto parts store because, uh, they don't send gifts, and anyone could have, um, known that they're the exclusive part supplier to the SFPD. Right. And so, like, they start to get, like, uh... Disher starts to talk about how he's got categories, like five different categories for the guy. And he gets through like two of them before Stoudemire puts the, uh, the end to that and just says he knows who did it. It, it was, was a man named Frank Prager. Frank Prager, who is, of course, uh, the alter ego of Dennis Prager, uh, conservative asshole. Um, no. Um, so I was going to make a, a, a Chris Traeger joke. but ah, I just went with a guy whose name is actually Prager, but Chris Traeger is a much more commonly known thing. You have to be really deep into like, uh, you know, dumb conservatives on Twitter to know Dennis Prager. So I don't know why I did that. Anyway, he this guy apparently came and tried to kill Stoudemire four months ago. Um, and so they're breaking off into two teams. One team takes Prager and the other team takes everyone else. Natalie can't go because Julie's alone. So Monk is going with Stoudemire, and Disher's got to take Robbins, which, man, that sucks. Um, got to get stuck yeah, with Robbins. Yeah, you know, but 
I would say, like, unlike probably Monk's Hole growing up, he was picked first, right? That, wow, I didn't even consider that. I, uh, that's immediately what I thought. I'm like, this is like some weirdo, like, uh, team captain shit, and yeah. he's definitely getting picked first. See, I was always picked, like, in the thir- third-ish to last round. If it's like, let's say it's like 20 kids, third-ish to last round, because I'm not athletic at all, but... In what, dodgeball well, or anything? In anything. Well, okay, I, I, if it's boys and girls, I was picked higher, but if it was all just boys... I would be picked like third to last round of like two teams, so like sixth or fifth, because I'm not athletic at all. But I was has had friends, and so like there's like the kind of there's kids who are not athletic who have friends who get picked, and then the kids who get picked last, the kids who are unathletic who don't have friends. <laughs> and so like Correct. I wasn't athletic. I was no more athletic than the kids who got picked last. But I had friends. They didn't want me to be picked last. <laughs> they wanted to be on the team for social reasons. Anyway, um, so they. Uh, Monk and Stottmeyer go to the bar where Stottmeyer got shot at, and Stott was toasted, which loved yeah, love to hear. Yeah, I like the way he put that. Um, so we see this bar, and this bar seems like the type of place where Stottmeyer just goes to get shit-faced by himself. And, you know... Roasted and toasted. He's really just getting... He's just getting so toasted. Um, and apparently, Frank Prager was sitting out there waiting for him, and he shot five times. Why was he out there, though? Why was he there? Oh, of course. I forgot to mention it. Because Frank Prager's brother was killed by Stoudemire in, like, a bank robbery or something like that. A robbery of some kind. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. And so he wanted revenge. And Monk immediately is like, why did he miss? You said he was ex-special ops. And Stoudemire pitches a theory, which I agree with. Maybe he was toasted, too. Maybe. I mean, yeah. If you're going to kill, like, being drunk is a good motivation to murder someone. I mean, it is, but I also, this guy would do it stone cold sober too, so I don't know. Maybe I don't buy That's it so true. much. But what are you going to say? Um, yeah, no, it just, uh, it's clear from like the way that it happens. Um, or because we, we're on the scene now at this yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, like they kind of noticed that this guy was special ops, so how could he have possibly missed? And there's kind of like a weird pattern on the wall yes. with like the bullet holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's kind of obvious what it is like, um, like now that you watch yeah. the whole episode, but, but like at the time you're just like, yeah. all right, well maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe yeah. he was fucked up. Yeah. Um, Monk also notes that he was, the gun he had had 20 rounds in the chamber and he only shot five. Um, yeah. And he's in. Well, I mean, yeah. if he's a special ops guy, he's got like bullet, dis- I mean, trigger discipline. Exactly. Right? That's, That's true. Like- but he's not, you know, he's not going to stop shooting until he kills his target. I don't know how special mm. ops work. If you're a special ops person, one, don't kill us, and two, uh, let us know if you if you're supposed to shoot until they're dead, or you are supposed to like actually only shoot like five rounds or something. Monk points out that he's okay. uh, married with a kid, um, as is to say, like you know, he's not going to do that. Uh, and um, Monk's like, let's go talk to his wife. And why, Stoudemire can't. Why can't Stoudemire uh, go see him? Uh, was it because there was, like, a complaint placed against him for harassment? Yes, and why was that placed? Because he was harassing her. Right. But, Stalmar points out that he, she's never seen Monk. So Monk and Natalie go to stake out, and they play 20 questions, and, uh, who does Monk immediately The fastest say? game? Yes. First yeah. question, uh, is it Trudy? Yes. Um. Uh, which Trudy, though? Trudy Monk. Speaking of Trudy, when was the last time it snowed in San Francisco? Oh, what a coincidence. It was nine years ago when uh, Trudy was murdered. The day Trudy died. Amen. 
Um, and they decide, how are they going to get close to the house? How are they going to talk to these people? They pretend to be carol singers. Um, which uh, which I can tell you 100% people do not sing carols in, in California. People have no, I don't know anywhere people actually sing carols. I've never heard a carol singer in my life. I've lived in New York and Florida. and Probably like in Champaign, Illinois or something. Yeah, uh, you know, or Naperville, Illinois, or Peoria, Illinois, or Rockford, Illinois. Or um, Edwardsville, Illinois, Carbondale, Illinois, Normal, Illinois. Yeah. Sorry, Cicero, Illinois. Exactly, uh, Joliet, Illinois. Um, but yes, th- cities like that. Um, yes. And a question I have is one: Where do they get these candles? <laughs> um. Wait. What? Where do they have candles? Where do they get them? <laughs> Which candles? They're they're holding candles. Oh right. I mean, no, someone probably had it, like, on a, on a reason. I know, I think it's just funny, that. it's funny. Okay. Yeah, And that's I do like their improv of when asked why there's only two of them. It's like, we started with a group, there are creative differences, they wanted to sing, we didn't want to sing religious songs, um, which that does sound real. Like, I can see a carol group splitting up over that. I mean, it's basically, yeah, happening in real time. Exactly. Uh, Natalie needs to use the bathroom, and... Um, Monk asked a question, and this is such a big swing, and like two people are gonna get this. Asked a question that has famously been asked by Arnold Schwarzenegger on soundboard prank calls in the early, in the like mid two thousands. Who is your uh, daddy, and what does he do? And what does he do? Um, and where is he? Can I speak to the drug dealers in the house? Um. Anyway, uh, my name is Richard. No, wait, that's Al Pacino. My name is Richard Roma. No, it's it's like uh, I'm Detective John Kimball. Um. <laughs> I know, just naming things that on the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. Um. God, those, man, when I was like, you know, I'm not going to say how old, and I was watching those soundboard prank call videos, nothing was funnier. <laughs> nothing in the world was funnier than those videos. Um, shout out to U-Bombs World. Yeah. Shout out, one last thing. Shouts out to every time. The the, the golden, the, the silver bullet was always when someone did the Peter Griffin soundboard and they just said, Ah, son, would like to plow you to a guy. <laughs> it was always the best. <laughs> anyway, um... Uh, they asked where he asked where do you know where your daddy is and he should have been more circumspect about this um, and it's the mom very quickly realizes what's going on uh, it's like haven't you people done enough yes um, and so they get yeah. chased out uh, yeah but he uh, yeah we I mean the fact that she even acknowledges that like they know where the dad is mm-hmm. is like that's a clue enough it right? is a clue in a way it is a clue yeah it's f- f- because she mentions that it's a secret it she is mentions a secret. that it's a secret where he is yes and then they go to the mall, um, which did you recognize this as a mall in LA or, or what? One hundred percent. I put it, shouts to the Burbank Media Center. The Burbank Media Center. Wow. Okay, so they left yeah, the it city wasn't limits. The mall. They left the city limits of LA. Um, yeah, no, because like I went to high school in Burbank, right? Oh. So, so my school's closer to the one thirty four freeway, and the Burbank Mall and all that area. Mm-hmm. It's like. Um, but this is not, not the Burbank fine. Mall. This is the Burbank Media Center, right? Correct, correct. So it's not um, actually yeah, a mall? No, the, the, uh, no, it is a mall. Oh. It was a mall. Oh. Um, it's it's a really horrible mall, but they also had a Mongolian barbecue spot mm-hmm. there that was... Wonderful. I'm a big fan of malls. Uh, when I, Before I was nine, when I, when I lived... Yeah, in, you're from Florida. No, bro, no, no, no. The, actual, the mall I had in Florida kind of sucked. The But when I lived in New York until I was nine, we were actually like 10 minutes away from the Palisades Mall, which is the second or third biggest mall, the third biggest mall, I think, in the country. And uh, it spoiled me because um, it's got everything. It had, at one point, three movie theaters, a hockey rink, um, a bowling alley, uh, like a mini amusement park for kids. Uh, anyway. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, where, the where hockey rink. Uh, in it technically is in West Nyack, New York, I think. Um, in Rockland oh, County. Okay, so yeah. it's on Long Island. No, no. No, I am not from Long Island, and don't say that ever again. Um, okay. Uh, yes. Because Florida's the better. No, I, I, I mean, I'm from Florida, but if you're going to talk about where I'm originally from in New York, Rockland County is miles better than Long Island, and I do not want to be associated with Long Island. Thank you very much. Um, okay. So, uh, we learned that Natalie worked at this mall, because of course she did, and she owed... She's owed a favor by the manager, yeah. who apparently liked her too much when she just got out of high school, which is blown over a lot. And in this era, we really can't just blow by that. That's messed up. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Monk reacts to one thing, but not that. But his whole thing is like, Jesus Christ, how many jobs have you had? And she mentions that it was only for like a summer, so it wasn't like a serious mm-hmm. job. And she left it for three weeks. But he still owes her a favor. Yes. And then Monk... Correct. ...does... Something that Monk should not do, and he becomes Santa. Yeah, he becomes uh, he becomes not a secret Santa, just Santa. Yeah, I feel like this whole bit, this it feels like this whole plot line was set up just to get to this part, which I think that it's kind of funny, but I don't think it's funny enough. Like it, it just feels kind of, I don't know, like because none of this ends up mattering for the actual case. It's like did they just write this entire storyline just so they gave Monk to play Santa? It's it's okay. Yeah, and also because the Burbank Media Center was available for cheap. Mm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like whatever. And like obviously there's a whole like montage of like kids coming up, like sitting on laps, uh, sitting too close. Which, you mm-hmm. know what? I understand. I get it. Like, Monk, yeah, you want to keep your distance. Yeah. Uh, he gets coughed on. He gets COVID. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's horrible. Um, and then, But there are there are, there are are two bits I like. I like the one as the kid says he wants a rock polishing kit. And then Monk right. says that he's Santa's favorite. And then there's the girl named Trudy, and Monk starts crying and says, my, my wife is named Trudy, she died, it was killed in a car bomb. Um, Do we know that Mrs. Claus's name? Like, could she be Trudy Claus? Probably? She could feasibly be Trudy Claus. Okay. We know that Santa's older brother's name is Fred, obviously. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I know of course, what I've never seen it either. Okay. I know, Fred Claus, yeah, man. Is that really what I, he, he's his brother? Yeah, he's his older brother, yeah. That's what the, the movie. fuck? Okay. The idea being that he's like the failure, that Santa Claus is really successful. And who played and Santa Fred Claus in that movie, do you know? Paul Giamatti. And so then, as Dory sits on his lap, she says that her dad... She says... Well, he says, I think what you want is your dad to come home. Um, and she says, yeah. And where is her dad? Her dad is <clears throat> at a church, right? He's in... Mm-hmm. Did she... Okay, I misunderstood this. I thought she said she was in front of a church. No, he's at a church with three ladies in front of it. Oh, okay. See, okay, because it was Christmas, I thought that it was, like, the nativity scene. I thought that, like, mm-hmm. he was, like, like cosplaying in there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Also a Home Alone thing, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. But he, where is he at the actual moment that the scene's taking place? Uh, he's, like, standing behind, like, a group of people, like, observing, uh, mm-hmm. this whole thing happening. And Monk, you know, stands up and points him out, and, uh, and we're on a chase. The chase is on. The chase is now, on. Now, I just want to say, I noted as this chase was going on mm-hmm. that this whole operation is, like, really ethically and morally bad. Like, this is bad. This is actually really bad what they did. They should not have done this. They really should not have, like, manipulated a girl, a little girl, into, <laughs> into like, giving up her father. Like, that, especially because he didn't do it. It's like, Jesus, like, this is really fucked up to trick this poor girl into thinking it's Santa, you know? 
I mean, you could make the argument, and I'm only saying this as someone that found out that Santa Claus didn't exist at, like, age three. Um, you could make the argument that you got to prepare these kids. Some of these kids are a little too old to be there. Let's just say that. That's true. She wasn't, because she was, like, seven. So, like, that's fine. Okay, maybe not um, I am. Yeah. I think I was, like, probably ten, which, of course, I was. Um, but that's usually, I think, most people around nine to eleven. Um, not I. Anyway. I know, yes. Uh, you were, you're on scent. Um... So SWAT surrounds the church that has the three ladies in it, but it's not just our friend Prager inside. Hold on. Also, I'm sorry. They went on a chase. They chased him and they lost him. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I completely missed saying that. You're right. But there's not some not just Prager inside. Uh, yeah. There's like a nun. Um, I don't remember what her name was. Sister something. It's not important. It's sister something. It's she's a twisted sister. Um, actually, she's I was gonna say sister Hazel. Um. You know. Yeah, so The Nun uh, is not that good of a movie. Um, no, The Nun comes out and wants to talk to Stottlemyre. Um, and she's, you know, doing nun stuff. You know, she's basically like, don't hurt him. Which, honestly, fair. Police brutality is bad. Yeah, no, I can, Okay, okay, hold on. Sorry. You didn't sell my Sister Hazel joke, and they're from fucking Gainesville. What? Who's Sister Hazel again? I don't, I'm not familiar with the reference, honestly. That's why I didn't sell it. Uh, there's a song. It's called uh, All For You. It's their most successful single. I mean, yeah, I apologize. I should have. I, that, you know, the, it sounded familiar, so I rolled with it. So let's actually just, let's all go back and pretend that I really sold the Sister Hazel joke. Okay. Um, I apologize. But with that in mind, uh, can you please uh, answer my question? Um, What's that? I don't remember. It was that, you know, she doesn't want them to hurt him. Um, and uh, Right, she seems to, she seems to like, have some... Um, idea that and, and like she ends up being correct but that he's like not that kind of guy he's not he's basically he feeds the homeless yeah he feeds the homeless he he volunteers and he helps them out with whatever other stuff they they mm. need and uh and you know what he he does seem to have turned a new leaf in a way yes because she asks like what are you here for and he says justice and as he's saying that he knows that's not always there correct. he's there for revenge right and that's a bad thing you should not be there for revenge if you're a police officer uh, oh i like that he slips up and he and he yeah, like says almost says goddamn yeah he almost says it um which also now a thing that uh, you went yeah go shouts to sacred heart church uh that's the church they filmed that at oh wow you recognize it yeah absolutely Okay, so you went to Catholic school. Correct. Would a nun ever call God my father as opposed to our father? Uh, well, to be quite honest, I didn't have nuns at either of my schools. Okay. Oh, I, no, we, I did. Mean, we, we did. We did. We did. We did. But no, they didn't refer to him as our father. No, I never. It's funny. My the churches I went to my father, growing up, right. sporadically, we only we never had nuns. We only had priests. But no, that they, they would never. A nun would never say my father. Correct, as far as correct. I can tell, if if you yeah, it would be our father anyway. Um, so Monk and Stottmeyer are interrogating Frankie, uh, and he says, I wasn't trying to kill you. I couldn't. I was trying to send a message. And you referenced it earlier. What was that message? It was not quite a message in a bottle because it occurred outside of the bar, but it was mm-hmm. the letter M. Mm-hmm. Which, exactly. his brother Michael. Mike. And if it was a message in a bottle, he'd be sending out an SOS to the world. Thank so you. obviously the M would have anything to do with that. Thank you. Um, but yes, it was letter M for Michael. Um, not ironically, normally you think M for murder, but this is M for Michael. Uh, and he's like, you know, I want you to think about what you did. And Stoudemire's like, you think I don't think about what I did, your brother? I think about it every day. You know, uh, 
every cop thinks about what they did. And this is the part where I, I like what Summer's saying. I don't believe him when he says no cop doesn't think about that because I, I'm not to get too real, but in this, there's empirical evidence don't. against they the don't. contrary. They don't. They don't. They 100 percent don't. And I, I I really love the world that fiction creates in which they do. I would love to live in that world, but they don't. They just don't. And it's okay. Or lawyers they don't. too. Well, it's not okay, we'll throw them in they there. Don't. Yeah, they, they don't. They, they, there's no way. You no, know, they don't. Um, but I will. I, I believe that Stoudemire does because Stoudemire obviously is a fictional character, and uh, he is set up. It's we believe that he cares um, because he's not uh, a monster. Because um, he's into folk music. He is into folk music, um, but um, so they didn't conclude, conclude that he's not the guy. Um, because obviously he isn't, you know. Right. Um, and they struck out on all the other suspects. And, uh, yeah, they're kind of, they're at a dead end. They're back to square with one. With, like, square one. Not a good square to be at. No. Um, and we cut to Christmas morning, which is always a jolly time. Um, uh, and they're opening up presents. Mm-hmm. They give Monk... Oh, Monk gives Julia a first aid kit, which she doesn't appreciate. But honestly, that's not a bad gift. In terms of, like, that's actually not that bad. Um, she, if she was a little older, it would be a better gift. Like, if, if when I was, like, 17, you gave me a first aid kit, I'd be like, thank you. I'm going to go live on my own. I need a first aid kit. Thank you. I mean, I don't think I've ever owned a first aid kit, so actually, I would be very stoked with that gift. I, kn- I have one because my mom got me one for my first year of college, and I've never used it. But honestly, has it, it just knowing I have it. Well, how like, many ointments are in there, though? No, there's actually not that many ointments. It's like fully a first aid kit. Like it's just gauze and a tourniquet and band aids and other things. Okay. Um, but it's just nice to have. Uh, and they give Monk a goldfish, um, which is ironic given Mr. the whole Mister Henry debacle. Right. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that too. And Julie, of course, spills some of the fish food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Monk goes to get his new broom, and he looks at the card, and he sees that it's bent. He got it. Yep. He solved the clue. I mean, he solved the case. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> so, the classic stuff. They knock on Alice's door. Merry Christmas, Alice. Great thing to say to someone you're about to arrest them for murder. Right. You know? Yes. Um, and they're like, oh, Monk thinks he knows who did it. Mm-hmm. Nobody tried to kill the captain. Terry was the target. Correct. Um, I'm just speeding through this because we are running pretty late. Yeah. Uh, um, but. Because guess what? Terry- yes. Alice and Terry had a thing and that. They had. A they were together for seven months. Yeah, for a few. Yeah, seven months, and eventually, as we found out at the Christmas party, uh, he went back to his wife. She couldn't live without him, and thus she had nobody could have him if she couldn't have him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, as I do, this is pretty simple because we went through all the parts, so you can speed through it. What happened? Uh, yeah. So essentially, obviously, she was gonna kill. She she was gonna kill him. That's what it is. So mm-hmm. she. She purposely got the bottle of port because she had Sotomayor. No, she per okay. Sorry, it's it's this is like there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, yeah. But so she set up the whole secret Santa thing. We know that from the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. She purposely got Sotomayor because she wanted to give a gift that she knew that he would give to somebody. No, else. She, no, no. She made Terry get. Stomer get Terry. The bottle was just anonymous. Remember, she didn't give the bottle to Stomer. She got Monk. Oh right. Okay. Yes. Oh wait. Then who would have? So we would have never found out who got Stomer. What do you mean, Monk? Got oh Stottlemyre. no, no, no. Okay, okay. Because that's separate. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. He's something. Yeah, because the bottle has nothing to do with. Uh, right, it has right, nothing right, to do with right, 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 right. 
Uh, but anyways, yeah, so she got him, and so she needed to set up this whole plan in motion. So she poisons the thing, and as we saw in the beginning, she gets the bottle of port, and she knows that... Which she knows Stamar doesn't like. Yeah, she knows that he doesn't like no. it. Correct. And so that starts that whole thing, and obviously she also misplaces his gift that he bought mm-hmm. and with the purpose that he would re-gift it to whoever Sotomayor got. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I mean that's basically it, bingo bango, right? Oh, the only oh yeah, the only other thing is what gave it away was the cards because she had switched the cards that she gave to in the envelopes. In the yeah. envelopes. So the envelope for the for Stahmeyer's wine was too big, yes. and the one for Monks was too small. And I actually think that in terms of acting moments, I think the moment where they tell Alice that. Where she like has like the realization of oh my god I'm gonna go to jail because I fucked up the envelopes like that's good acting well done Rachel Harris um, it's it's much better than like the classic monk like where they're like groveling like I can't believe it, where they're still mad because in real life if someone if you if you like, commit a murder of passion and you get caught you're not gonna like be still talking shit on your way out you're either gonna be crying or like just like catatonic because you're gonna go to jail for the rest of your life you know what I mean like that's it not feels a murder kind of pa- that's like, not a murder of passion murder of passion happened it absolutely was a murder. That's true. Okay, but it was a it was a murder of the heart. Yes. It was like a love. But it's yeah. premeditated. It was done at yeah. But my, I guess my point is, it's not like she's not a serial killer and she's not like a murderer for hire. Like there was there was emotion done in the murder. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, but at the end of the day, she the way that she did it was it reflected a lot more cunning than you think. I yes, it is true. Um, Shouts are a pretty good murder. If she didn't mess up the envelope, she would have been fine. Um, I, anyway. By the way, I still don't think anything's ever going to beat the first episode. Mur- no, second episode murder. Wait, the second with the one with the 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 ramp. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking great. It's just honestly just like really starting off the great. Thing. I love that one. Uh, um, honestly, I think there might be one coming up that's better. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I ranked my the smartest murders, number one was Mr. Mount Goes Back to School, which I've been told by many people. It's good. Um, including two people who are actually now very successful podcasters, one of which is a successful writer and comedian who I went to college with who specifically told me that I was wrong, uh, which is nice. Um, thank you, Io Debris, um, for telling me that I that number two should be number one, and number two is coming up later in the season. Okay. Um, and the consensus is that number two should have been number one, so okay. we'll see. I can't wait. Um, anyway... We learned that the DA gave Prager a deal that he's going to get like eight months or whatever. And then Stahmeyer is releasing him for two days on his own reconnaissance because he's in the giving season. Um, right. Turns out he, turns out he did choose, feel bad for killing his brother. Yeah, which, good. He probably should. Yeah. Um, not, not that he shouldn't have done it. We don't know. I wasn't there. But you should, you should always feel bad for killing someone, uh, no matter what the circumstances. Correct. Um, uh, and so Monk then looks at Trudy's gift thoughtfully and oh my god it's snowing it's a white christmas what are the odds at least nobody got murdered that day that they know that they know exactly yes yeah so what would you give this upside out of 10 uh i i I told you earlier i was gonna be the grinch on this one but Mm -hmm. uh i gave it a 7 out of 10 i gave it a 7 out of 10 as well um we're both equally grinchy uh do you know the name of the guy who sings the grinch song um, is it uh, Adam? You Margaret? would know it if you knew it. You would know. You would know it if you knew it. His name is Thorl Ravenscroft. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Great. 
You wouldn't know who it is. I don't know who he is either. His name, I mean, the headline is, person is named Thrill Ravenscroft. End of story. Done. That's all you need to know. Sounds like some Harry I, I mean, shit. I, I, that's why, it's funny. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, if you love it, please, uh, and even if you don't love it, but I imagine you do, because I think that, I think Andre actually is being a grinchier, because everyone else I've told this fact to has enjoyed it. Um, this episode? No. The Thrill Ravenscroft. Oh, fact. no, that's fine. Follow the show at Strictly Bunkin'. Andre, we're going to be able to follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you could follow me at the J. Christie. Listen to my other podcast, which you probably already listened to because it's way more successful than this one, uh, called Marvel Cinematic you University. We're going to be... I'm sorry. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> no. I'll say this. This podcast is much more successful than I thought it would be, and I really appreciate everyone. I really appreciate everyone. I, I'll say this, and I really mean this. I appreciate the people who listen to this show more than I appreciate the people who listen to the Marvel Cinematic University. Not that I don't appreciate the Marvel Cinematic University people, but Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are the most successful movies in the world. A show, Monk is a show that would get off the air like a decade ago. Like It means a lot more that people listen to me talk about it. Um, but we're going to be covering WandaVision when it comes out, so uh, please listen to that show. If you're I won't be. I that. won't be, though. That I No worries. Uh, but yeah, and rate, review, subscribe. And um, more important than all that, I actually Use looked up early. Uh, listen, listen. You. I looked up earlier what the next episode was, and I forgot. Um, it's really, honestly, it's not a good look for me. This is like six episodes in a row. Dude, for real. Oh my god, of course. This is, this is an episode I've seen a million times. Um, please tune in, uh, ne- this Friday as we talk, Mr. Monk goes to a fashion show. Uh, fuck, man. This is hard. Uh, sashay. Let's get Monkey. Monkey.